May I speak in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. It is a good day today. If you didn't realize that when you pointed your car towards Camp McDowell, I want to make sure that you know that today is a good day. It is joyful and it is wonderful to gather in this place. Alabama has shined upon us and given us cool weather but not rainy. And we are gathered here for a wonderful reason. And I am glad that you are here this morning, and I am glad that I have the chance to be here as well. We're here for a very simple reason. All of us, in some way, love Matt or Stephen. And when we leave here today, you've already promised, when you leave here today, you love Matt and Stephen together. Because the world is about to get changed by what we do here. Promises are going to be made, and if you walked in here not knowing anybody, you're going to walk out of here part of a bigger community and family than you had when you woke up this morning. Words have power. And the words that we say here have power to change the reality of what we know. We're here to witness and celebrate this marriage. It's been months of planning, lots of details, invitations, selection of hymns and music and prayers, and we're finally here, Matt and Stephen. Take a deep breath. It's okay. We are embarked, and we're going to make it. I love weddings. I love weddings, one, because they're just happy, right? Everybody's happy at a wedding. And I love weddings that, because in spite of sort of the fancy clothes that the clergy get to wear, the service and like what's really important about what happens actually is done by the ministry of Stephen and Matt, not by my ministry or by Cameron's. They are the main ministers of this service, and it's one of the only times in the church that the church gives that over to people that didn't spend a lot of money to go to school and buy a bunch of fancy clothes, right? So I love weddings, because we couldn't do what's about to happen without Stephen and Matt being willing to offer themselves into the love and grace of God to transform their relationship, not just into some private issue between them, some private small love, but to offer it up to God so that it's transformed to change the church and to change the world. Christians, and particularly Episcopalians, love language. We're kind of nerdy sorts. We like to pay attention to the words that we use. And the reason why it matters is that we believe that words have power. We look at Genesis, and God spoke creation into being. We look at the Gospel of John, and Jesus, the Word, becomes incarnate. The Word of God comes and lives amongst us. 
When we gather around the altar for Holy Communion, we believe that through our prayers and the grace of God, the words we say and the Holy Spirit can change simple bread and wine into the bread of life and the cup of salvation. We ridiculously believe that words have power. That's why I love this reading that we have from Matthew this morning. Jesus sits up on a hillside and proclaims the most absurd things. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs will be the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the meek, blessed are the merciful, blessed are the peacemakers, blessed are the persecuted. And in that moment, because Jesus said it, it was true. Even though the world around them could not see it, because God said it, it became reality. And in that moment, the kingdom of heaven broke in and said, the world may not understand it this way, but this is the way that God wants it. It's not something that happens far off. It's blessedness right now, right here. It's the power of words that can change things. Jesus then looks to his disciples and tells them, you are salt. Now, I don't know if you've thought much about salt. We have plenty of it these days, but you need it to survive. You need it for your body to work and to move. We used to need it to keep our food from going bad. But the number one important thing to know about salt is when salt does what it's supposed to do, it makes everything else taste better. It mixes itself in with whatever you're eating and makes the flavor of a tomato taste more tomatoey, and it makes the flavor of chicken taste more chicken. Salt's job isn't to overpower or overcome the other things that it's mixed with. It's Power and its job is to mingle with it and to make those other things more themselves. When you offer yourself into marriage, that's what you're saying you're willing to do. That you're willing to come into relationship with somebody not because you can overpower them or get your way, but because you can make them more them and they can make you more you. Now Jesus didn't say, I'm going to make you salt. He didn't say, sometime off in the future you'll get to be salt. He looked at that ragtag group of disciples on a hillside in first century Palestine and said, you are right now salt. Which means you can change your communities and the world by making people see how much more themselves they can be by making people feel all that blessedness that Jesus talked about. Jesus then tells the disciples that you are light and that you are a city on the hill, that you are a beacon for people to see. And don't let anybody try to cover that up. If you cover up an open flame, what happens is it turns into a bigger flame. Most likely, it catches on fire and is even brighter. As followers of Jesus, we are called to be lights in the world. 
We are called to shine truth and love and grace into places that maybe don't want that light to come. When you get married, you're saying that you're willing to be the light not just for each other and each other's lives, but you're willing to be the light for your family and your friends and your community. The world didn't quite understand what Jesus was talking about on that hillside 2,000 years ago. They didn't understand that Jesus was speaking a new reality into existence in that moment. But he did. And he changed the world because he's changed the lives of followers of Jesus for 2,000 years since. And he has changed the lives of Matt and Stephen that brings them here today. The world doesn't always understand what it means to truly and deeply love someone despite everything else. Sometimes the world wants to try to make that small or push it to the side, but you are called to be salt and light. Today is a good day because Stephen and Matt have brought us here. In a few moments, they're going to stand up and they're going to make promises to each other. And when you make those promises, you're going to change not just your own reality, but you're going to change all of ours too. The light that we are able to shine into the world as followers of Christ is going to be brighter because you have brought and shared your love with us. You have brought the salt of your lives and added it to ours and made us see how much more of ourselves we could be and how blessed by God we are. When you make these vows, you're going to change the world, and that is a good day. Strangers are going to be friends. Family members are going to uh, meet each other. And more importantly, in some way, our church and community of faith is going to be made stronger because of your faith and willingness to offer yourselves in the service of God through your marriage. Be salt and be light to each other and to us because we need you. We need you now and we'll need you tomorrow and you're going to need this community to love and support you in this marriage. They've already made their promise for that. We're already halfway there to changing the world and I invite you to join me now so we can finish doing that.